Hi, Castle Crew. On today's episode of the Castle Crew podcast, we are going to be sharing our favorite Disney merchandise, as well as what we think are the worst rides throughout the Disney theme parks. My name's Connor. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome to the Castle Crew podcast, your favorite podcast all about the Disney theme parks. So Kaylee, the reviews are in. Woo! I hope they're good. Yep. On last episode, you may remember that I unofficially bribed our audience members oh, to, yeah. <laughs> to leave a, a nice review as long as they were actually enjoying the show. Um, I hope your bribe worked. <laughs> well, it did. And I specifically want to um, shout out two reviews that were left on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the first one is um, by one of my friends, Grayson, and um, he was so kind. He just said, this is so much fun. I love it. And to do more. Nice and short and simple. Woo. Thank you, Grayson. <laughs> um, so the second one, though, is incredible. And I have no idea who this is. So please Ooh, make anonymous. yourself known. <laughs> um, it says calling all Disney fans. Uh, can I just start off by saying that I love the two hosts on this podcast. Both okay. Connor and Kaylee have such amazing chemistry together that are uh, that they keep the conversation going with little to no silence. Not to mention with how warm and welcoming their voices are, it was such a pleasant listening experience and easy for newcomers to jump right in. They keep it engaging and I love how they try to make it interactive with the audience. Highly recommend this to anyone who enjoys the Disney parks or who wants to visit. That's such a nice review, Anonymous. Thank you so much. <laughs> so all we know is that their name, uh, their username on Apple Podcasts is PerfumeFan4567. <laughs> I am also a perfume fan. Was it you? Did you leave this? <laughs> no, no, no. This one wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, whoever you are. We really appreciate it. We do. So, Kaylee, I have a change of heart. Oh? <laughs> well, I sort of was uh, bullied by a couple of people um, by choosing Epcot as my oh, uh, no. least favorite park. I can see where this is going. <laughs> I'm not going to necessarily change it, but I will say that for some reason over the last couple of weeks, I've just, you know, had the urge to to want to go to Epcot and, you know, walk around the World Showcase, go on, um, you know, Cosmic Rewind, which is that new roller coaster that's uh, yes. um, themed to, um, oh my God, where are Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and, you know, do all that fun stuff, eat, drink, like, it just sounds like such a great time. So I don't know if this is like karma or something for, for choosing that as, as oh, my least favorite, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, for some reason, my heart is saying, please go to Epcot. <laughs> we are not allowed to change our rankings though. All right. What I'll say is maybe we're not allowed to change until like the next time we go to the parks. Fine, I'll allow it. I think that's fair. Um, I think it's fair. Like, imagine there's like a new roller coaster or new ride or, or attraction or whatever. Um, like, that could like boost the ratings. Or like, if your favorite ride uh, was taken out of the parks or whatever. Like, oh, that that's would true. Because if they took out Incredicoaster from DCA, then I think it would bump down. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. So, 
Anyways, I just wanted to share that <laughs> tangent and let all of uh, the Epcot lovers out there know that my heart has been affected by by their hurting, I guess. <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> all right, Kaylee, let's talk about our favorite types of Disney merch. Ooh, I love a good Disney merch. Yeah, um, I mean... It's not necessarily like my favorite thing about Disney, but whenever I'm going to the parks, it is absolutely something I'm on the lookout for is like any new merch I can spend my money on. (laughs) I would say it's like top three exciting points of Disney for me. Oh, interesting. Okay. I love merch. (laughs) You you do. And I'm interested to hear what uh, types of merch you are specifically interested in. So why don't you uh, get started with your first favorite type? Yes, mine are ears. I started off with, I think, one pair that my boyfriend had gotten me for Christmas one year, and it slowly uh, but surely (laughs) escalated. I think I have around like 15. I think it's more like it snowballed. It didn't slowly. You're right. (laughs) Like the one set of ears ignited a spark where all of a sudden you have a bajillion of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the point is they're like one pretty. They are beautiful for the most part. Some of them not so pretty. Mm. But I also like how some of them correlate with Disney princesses, although Belle has not gotten some pretty ones and I'm mad about it. But (laughs) other than that, they are normally really pretty. Um, And just to look at them, I have them displayed on my wall. So they're really nice. Um, But those would be, I think, my top choice for Disney merch. What about you? Okay. So I think my favorite type of merchandise at the parks would be shirts. Yes, those are nice because they're easy to collect. Yep, not only are they easy to collect, but they're easy to burn a hole in your pocket. (laughs) Oh yeah, Disney likes to charge like 30 plus dollars for a t-shirt. Yeah, and like hoodies are easily 50 or $60. Oh yeah. It's insane. Uh, But, you know, I would say shirts specifically are what I'm usually actively looking for whenever I'm at a a Disney uh, gift shop or the Disney store or anything like that. I I love, um, you know, Disney shirts. And like, that's also something where when I'm going to the parks and I'm breaking up my day, you know, going to the hotel in the middle of the day, I'm usually doing a change of wardrobe just so I can try to wear Mm, all of my uh, Disney shirts. Yeah, all the ones that you packed (laughs) in your four luggages. Exactly. Yes, I know. Uh, Like I'll go to the parks for like four or five days, but I'll bring like 15 (laughs) t-shirts. Well, you got to wear them all. So exactly. Exactly. So I think that's probably my first choice. What's your second choice? I think mine would be, mm, this is hard because I feel like I'm tied between pins and like t-shirts, but specifically Disney small shop t-shirts I don't necessarily love Disney World t-shirts because sometimes they're overpriced and the quality is not as great as a small shop. Um, But I think I would say pins probably because I do have a lot of those now. (laughs) Again, I started with one. It was a snowball effect. We all have been there. But I do love my pins and I like collecting them in like what I prefer for movies or Disney princesses. So I have sorts of collections. Uh, my favorite Pixar movie, spoiler alert, is Monsters, Inc. I guess you would say <laughs> Disney movie ever, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. So I have a collection of Monsters, Inc., which I really love. And I started a turning red one because it's a newfound favorite. So yeah, I think <laughs> I think pins are good. They're also cheaper. I think they're probably the cheapest Disney collectible, which is great. I mean, some of them 
you know, are more expensive, the collector's ones and the different editions. But normally I would say they range from like $7 to $12, depending mm-hmm. on which one you get. So it's nice to just be able to pick up a pin and still have something collectible without it being like $30 to $50. <laughs> well, not only that, but also like very small, like only an inch or yes. two or three uh, versus something that can be much larger, um, like a collectible doll or whatever. Um, yeah, for sure. Especially if you are traveling there in like an airplane and not driving where you have limited space. Absolutely. Well, I mean, for everything you basically said, Pins is also um, my second like top tier uh, Disney oh, merch. Oh yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> you have a big collection. So tell us about yours. Yeah, uh, you know, I, before, um, you know, maybe five or so, six or so years ago, I didn't care about collecting pins at all. Um, It wasn't until my then boyfriend at the time and I, um, you know, decided that either on our first or second trip to the uh, Disney parks um, to you know, purchase a pin and um, to commemorate, you know, a, a super fun, exciting um, vacation. And yeah. so that kind of is what started it. And every time we go, we always get um, at least one um, and, uh, you know, got one when uh, I proposed to him. Um, yes. I got one uh, for the new Mickey Mini Runaway Railway when we were there on um, the day that it was opened, um, Galaxy's Edge, first trip to Disneyland. So they're um, great little, you know, like I said, small things that you can get that kind of help uh, commemorate and uh, summarize your your Disney experience. So I highly recommend um, collecting them if you're interested. Yeah, the memory aspect of it is really cool, too, because specifically I've gone to All-Star Movies Resort in Disney World. I've been to Disneyland Hotel and now having a pin that is specifically for those resorts or specific parks or rides. I have one for Mount Everest at Disney World. It just like brings back a certain memory um, of that time that you purchased it, which I also like. So now that we've talked about official Disney merch, let's talk about non-Disney merch. So there were a couple of places that I wanted to specifically shout out um, that I've purchased merch from in the past. And I think they're either really high quality or cute or, um, you know, unique compared to the ones offered at Disney. Uh, And I guess I'm specifically talking about that through the lens of clothing. Um, So I wanted to mention Cakeworthy, Box Lunch and Lost Bros. Have you gone to any of those? I would have said Lost Bros too. I haven't purchased any t-shirts from them um, that are Disney related, but I do like how they have good quality stuff and I feel like they're always coming out with new designs, which is great, but they also do things outside of Disney. So if you don't want a Disney shirt or a Mickey on it, you can totally get something else. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, that's a great point. Um, You know, sometimes the Disney merch can be very on the nose, um, which makes sense because it's, you know, their characters, so they're likely to have you know, Mickey right on, on, um, plastered all over the shirt or whatever. But with the non-Disney merchants, um, they typically don't necessarily have the ability to license, um, official characters. And that means that they can kind of get very creative with either involving colors of those characters or iconography that, um, 
doesn't directly um, show that character or uh, location or whatever or um, you know whatever. Um, so it, it kind of is like I said, a, a more unique way to represent Disney when you're at the parks. Yeah, for sure. And spinning off of that, my like top brand or I guess shop that I purchase from is called Magical Castle Embroidery. It is hmm. actually an Etsy. It's an Etsy store. Um, it's run by a mom and daughter, which is also great. Um, two women, which is great. Um, but also they are really subtle with their Disney stuff. I have a few t-shirts that have embroidered quotes or colors on them, but it doesn't have to be Mickey on the t-shirt all the time. I like a more subtle um, shirt. So I have like one for Star Wars. I'm not even really a big Star Wars fan. So we're just going to pretend that actually glows <laughs> in the dark. So it's pretty cool. Oh, oh my God. Wait, yeah. do I know about this? I wore it, but I didn't wear it in the dark. So. <laughs> okay. What's on it? I'm trying to remember. Oh, God, I forget the quote. I think it was from Luke. Oh, God, I don't remember what it is. I'll tell you after. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I don't know. Now, now I need to know. I think I that, have it with me right here. That's uh, Yoda, not Luke. Oh. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Does that ring a bell? So that's not Luke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's Han Solo. Yeah. But I don't remember you wearing that. I think I wore it just, like, for a brief moment. I don't think I wore it very long. Um, I kind of need that shirt now. It's really cute. And it glows in the dark. Now with Disney merch out of the way, let's talk about something juicy. Something potentially Ooh. controversial. Ooh, just like our <laughs> rankings. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I think we should share what we consider are the worst rides at the U.S. Disney theme parks. Oh, yeah, this is going to cause some uproar here. <laughs> now, I think to avoid some potential uproar, maybe we set some guidelines, some boundaries first. Sure, sure. Okay. So I think, first of all, when we say worst ride, maybe what we're doing is we're saying um, that it's a ride that we don't enjoy. Like, we've gone on it, yeah. and it just isn't fun or exciting to isn't us. Isn't for us. Exactly. Um, maybe the theming doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it, the ride itself is fine, but the theming in terms of either the ride itself or the um, area of the park that it's in, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> I, I do too. Um, <laughs> also, I think maybe wasted potential could be fair. Okay. Like wasted uh, space? Kind, not necessarily, no. Um, I mean, yes, you could look at it that way, but what I was thinking was, like, the the theme or the idea of the ride just wasn't executed very well. Um, okay. Like, they could have yeah. done something so much better or so much bigger, which, to be fair, probably describes, like, a decent amount of the ride. Yeah, probably. The last guideline I'm thinking is maybe outdated or, you know, rides that are in desperate need of uh, refurbishment. Okay. Um, you know, like maybe during its heyday, the ride itself was cool or exciting or yeah. unique. But, you know, Disney's kind of let it sit there and collect dust and maybe it isn't working super well um, mm -hmm. and is in need of that. So I, th I think those are probably good qualifications for what could be considered a worst ride. Yeah, and these are all opinion-based, so don't come at us. If this is your favorite ride, I apologize. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and start with Magic Kingdom. What did you say uh, for that, Kaylee? 
Okay, I chose the Magic Carpets of Aladdin for Magic Kingdom, and it's because we have Dumbo. We do not need another (laughs) ride that just goes up and around. I don't feel like it's needed, and there is a small section of Adventureland where this ride lives that is Aladdin-esque, but I don't feel like it fits the vibe. I don't know. I just feel like if we're going to do something with Aladdin or Jasmine, it should have been something better than just Dumbo, but different theming. I should note that Kaylee and I have our answers um, separate, so we can't actually see what we're going to be choosing. It's all a surprise, folks. (laughs) And so I ended up choosing the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. Um, I find the Magic Carpet ride, um, you know, it's the same exact ride system as Dumbo, if you don't know what this ride is, Um, but you're just on Magic Carpets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's a wasted opportunity. I think they could have easily done something like Peter Pan's Flight where you're on a Magic Carpet and you're... um, you know, flying through the sky through the movie of Aladdin. And I feel like that just would have been a lot more of an engaging experience than just flying on what is essentially Dumbo. For sure. Or at least do something with the aspect of it being a magic carpet, like Mm -hmm. have it wave almost like a magic carpet would as if it's flying. Because I feel like Dumbo like is the same exact thing. And Mm -hmm. Dumbo is better because I think the theming matches better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, for those reasons, I, I consider it to be probably the worst ride at yes. Magic Kingdom. Yes, remove. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to Epcot. What do you have? <laughs> I think we're going to have the same one on this. And this one may cause some uproar. And I know some people are diehard Figment fans, but I chose the journey into imagination with Figment. Please don't come at me. It is only because I don't feel like it fits Epcot. I just feel like they kind of threw it in there to be a kids related ride or have some sort of like kid opportunity in Epcot because I know Epcot is more geared towards adults because of the World Showcase and Test Track and things like that. Um, But I just feel like it's kind of random and it's kind of scary, honestly. (laughs) I didn't know you actually went on the ride. I thought... I didn't. I refused. Oh, (laughs) No, I've seen ride-throughs, and I will not be going on there. Okay, okay. Um, So I ended up choosing the exact same ride, but I have different reasons. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so I actually do think that it kind of does belong in Epcot um, because, you know, Epcot has these different areas of the park where it's about learning or about, um, you know, the different areas of the country and whatnot, exploring and and that kind of stuff. And so uh, for those of you, by the way, that don't know what this ride is, um, there is, it's, it's basically a, a dark ride, right? A dark ride. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so you, you sit in um, these moving carts and you're kind of brought through like what's supposed to be a test lab with um, a scientist who also created this little guy who's um, purple. He looks like a dragon and his name is Figment. Um, and you're basically going through and, um, you know, teasing the different sen- senses that you have. So, you know, sight, smell, hearing, etc. cetera. Um, you could kind of compare it to what test track is, you know, te- what test okay. track is to, to cars exactly is what um, 
you know, figment is to your senses. Um, I think that's a fair comparison. And so I, I think the only reason why I'm putting this on the worst rides list for Epcot is because I consider it to be way too outdated um at this point like it's very clear um especially like with the screen technology that's being used and whatnot that it's a ride that uh hasn't been touched in decades plus i would love to see that ride either rebuilt from the ground up or taken out entirely (laughs) yeah i don't think they'll ever get rid of it i think only because there's such a big fan base and i think figment is part of one of the festivals i think it's festival of the arts if i'm mistaken i'm so sorry but i think figment is an icon for that festival at epcot so i don't think they'll ever take out the ride but i could see them doing like a really big refurb on it because Mm -hmm. it is like you said outdated um and it's for kids so they're touching things honestly at the end of the ride i know there's like an interactive area too so i'm hoping they do something with that I don't know if that's open or not um, now. I mean, I think the last time I went, it wasn't because of COVID. Oh, Um, COVID reasons, right. I believe so. I I honestly don't remember. Um, But anyways, um, I think think we've um, done enough damage here. (laughs) Let's move on. All the figment lovers. I'm so sorry. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Hollywood Studios. What do you have, Kaylee? Okay. And I know you might hate me for this. But I chose Star Tours. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, my God. We're ending the podcast right now. This is more of an opinion base. And it's just a ride that isn't for me because it makes me kind of motion sick. I just feel like the 3D and the ride itself doesn't make me feel good after I leave that ride. I almost have a headache after, which is strange. And I don't feel like that normally with virtual reality rides like Flight of Passage or Millennium Falcon, for instance. I don't feel like that getting off of those rides, but this one I feel like maybe it's the older technology or the way that the screen is, but I just feel sick after, so it's not for me. And in that reason, I am choosing that as my worst ride. (laughs) And I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, I do agree that it can be quite rough. Yes, Um, yes. I haven't gotten to the point where I've gotten motion sick, but I have like eaten fairly recently before going on that ride and didn't feel great. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, uh, so I understand that. Um, In terms of everything else about the ride though, I absolutely love it obviously with Star Mm. Wars um, and they've recently over the last decade or so they've done various upgrades to it um to include new scenes from the most recent movies and whatnot so i can't otherwise fault a ride (laughs) other than it can sometimes be a little too tense uh, intense yeah and i'll (laughs) give it a pointer i do like how they choose someone as the rebel spy i think that's really cute it's kind of interactive Mm -hmm. and it's normally a kid which the kid always gets really excited so i think that's cute so it does have some perks and if you're not prone to motion sickness which i am if it's that shaky and like i don't go on like the mad tea party or anything like that because i will be unwell but if you don't get motion sickness you might like it all right fair enough (laughs) Well, then you probably don't want to go on this ride that I'm choosing, which is the Alien Swirling Saucers. I had a feeling you were going to choose this one. I mean, as we talked about in the very first episode, Hollywood Studios is my favorite Disney theme park in the U.S. Yes. Uh, So there are very few rides. Like, I was literally scrolling the Disney World app when trying to choose 
um, a least or worst ride at um, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios was hard for me too. Yeah, there really isn't much <laughs> that I, I consider uh, bad. And yeah. so I'm going to choose the Alien Swirling Saucers because, um, first of all, it's not a ride for me. Um, but secondly, the theming just doesn't make sense. Like, why are aliens <laughs> swirling on saucers? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I know that, like, the aliens are part of Toy Story Land, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the idea of the ride, I feel like they could have done something with, like, maybe the claw aspect of it. Oh. Um, like, being picked up and, like, maybe a drop ride or, like, a kid drop ride or something like that and did the claw mm-hmm. and then they fell. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. But I can see why you chose that. But... I like it. I think it's cute. All right. Fair enough. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to Animal Kingdom. All right. For Animal Kingdom, I chose the Triceratops Spin. And this is located in Dino Land. And I chose this, one, because I don't love Dino Land. I know a lot of people do. And that's okay. I prefer Dinosaur if we're going to choose one of the two. Um, but again, with the magic carpet ride, it's the same thing as Dumbo and the magic carpet ride. So it just goes up and spins around. It's the same ride facility, I guess. Um, but I just, I don't feel like it's necessary. And I hope one day the talks of the Dino Land recreation are in motion, but I don't know how soon that'll be. Yeah, who knows? I mean, they, they kind of hinted towards it in... Um Disney's uh, semi-annual um, convention called D23 last year. Uh, but who knows? Uh, that was part of the pie-in-the-sky-related um, um, announcements. And so, yeah. yeah, who knows? But I completely agree with you. This is the exact oh. ride that I had on my list as well. Okay. Um, I, In fact, let's just say all of Dinoland USA. <laughs> yeah, I like the ride system of Dinosaur, but I prefer Indiana Jones over at Disneyland. So mm-hmm. thinking of the two, I was like, no, there's no way. So I chose the other <laughs> Dino Land ride, but yeah, yeah, I can see why you chose that too. <laughs> okay, let's switch coasts. Moving over to the West Coast, and All let's right. talk about Disneyland. All right. Disneyland, and I am assuming you have the same one, but I might be wrong. I chose the Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. Mm. And this I would consider a ride, even though you have to do it yourself. <laughs> See, this is the problem <laughs> with this ride. is it's a, Literally, it's a canoe in the river that the train goes by. But I just feel like doing the work yourself, why am I putting myself through this? And I feel like canoeing is hard work on your arms. <laughs> so for me, for me personally, I'm not going to put myself through exercise when I'm on a vacation at Disneyland. Um, but for that reason, it's not my favorite. And some people may love it more of the outdoorsy type, but I am not that girl. You know, that's totally fair. And also to give yourself credit, um, usually when you're at a Disney park, you're walking three, four, five, ten miles a day. Yeah, that's enough So you So, yeah, you're already doing enough exercise <laughs> um, to help offset all the food you're eating. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's how I look at it, at yeah, least. Yeah, all the snacks. 
Yeah, um, I say it cancels itself out. It does. Um, but I, I agree with you. Like <laughs> some of the parents I see on the uh, the canoes, <laughs> like horrified. they just they are not happy to be a part of that. No, the kids probably wanted to go on it because they thought it was fun because it was in a boat and they were on the river. But then the parents soon realized they would be the ones doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and go choose something from the opposite side of Disneyland, okay. which would be Autopia. Yeah, this one was runner up for me, probably. It, you know, first of all, it makes no sense. Why on earth is it in Tomorrowland? It's just cars going around a track. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of story to it if you, yeah. you know, pay attention or whatever. But I, I just... It doesn't make sense. And on top of that, not only does it not make sense, but the cars are all gas powered or diesel powered. It smells yeah. disgusting over there. You constantly hear them revving the engines or whatnot. Yep. It, it just, it's a gross um, eyesore and smell sore. <laughs> like, I, it, that is definitely, in fact, like I could even consider if, if we couldn't choose Magic Carpet Ride for Ma um, Magic Kingdom, you know, the, um, I don't know if it's called Autopia. Tomorrowland um, Speedway. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Um, but, yeah, I would choose that there, too, because, again, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm choosing. <laughs> I could also see, like, the point of it. The track kind of goes into Fantasyland, too. And I feel like walking into Fantasyland, it takes you out of Fantasyland because you're smelling the gas and you're hearing the squeaking. And, you know, it's not fun. It's not a fun time. And again, like you mentioned, I'm sure there's a story behind it. But I feel like that story might be outdated now. Yep, completely agree. All right. We've got one park left. Disney California Adventure. What okay. did you choose? This one is hard for me because I love most of Disney California Adventure. This one I have been on and it's maybe a minute long and I don't feel like it adds anything to the Pixar Pier area or the Boardwalk area. And I chose Silly Symphony Swings. Mm. It's literally what it sounds like if you go to a carnival and there's a swing ride. That's exactly what it is. It's maybe a minute long, like I mentioned, but it's just kind of bland and there's no really theming to it. I mm -hmm. wish they were to like retheme it to something that fits into one or the other, the Pixar Pier area or the Boardwalk area. It's kind of in the middle and it's just there. Yeah, I definitely narrowed down my um, choice of ride for worst ride at DCA to yeah. Pixar Pier um, because... You know, obviously before, well, first of all, I should say, if I could, I would choose all of DCA before the 2012 reopening when they unveiled Cars Land and yes, Buena Vista yes. Street and all that For kind of sure. stuff. Um, and so Pixar Pier was not always Pixar Pier. And so they kind of had to shoehorn the idea onto yep. the existing rides. And so that area to me is where the theming kind of falls apart the most. Yeah, they definitely um, could have done better with that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the ride systems, they're meant to be, you know, purposely, quote unquote, they're supposed to be very amusement style kind of mm -hmm. um, rides, not necessarily the rides you come to expect at a Disney park. A lot of the rides that are in Pixar Pier um, are from 
before the rebranding when the area was supposed to be like a general amusement park, kind of like Santa Monica. Right. Um, and so it has a lot of like boring kind of uh, mundane or, um, you know, s- simple rides. And so I feel like the Golden Zephyr is probably what makes the least amount of sense or or could be considered the worst ride in terms yeah. of theming and in terms of what it does. Like, it's just such a simple ride. I don't even yeah. know why people line up other than having, like, little kids to want to amuse them. I um, couldn't tell you. That was my runner-up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, the only reason why I wouldn't choose the Silly Symphony Swings is because um, we have a similar ride uh, at um, an amusement park near us called Canopy Lake. um, And there are some um, swing rides there. And I I enjoy those. And so I I wouldn't consider that to be my worst. But um, but the Golden Zephyr uh, is what I choose as the worst ride at DCA. Yeah, that one's not great either. I went on that one and it's it's fine for the moment, but again, it's really short and it's just there. There's no good Yeah, a lot it. of the rides are short over on Pixar Pier. Like Yeah, and I think maybe they're going along with like the Carnival Amusement Park feel for those, but again, they're so short. It's like you get on, you wait 25 minutes and then you get off and you're like, "Oh, that's it." Mhm. Exactly. All right, Castle Crew, that does it for today's episode of the Castle Crew podcast. We did it, Kaylee. We did it again. <laughs> I'm sure we set up. I'm sure we upset quite a few people, but oh, oh yeah. well. I'm so sorry, figment lovers. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, though, we'd love to hear your feedback. Go yeah. ahead to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a review. We would really appreciate five stars. Yes. Again, be honest, though. And if there's anything that you want us to talk about in the future, let us know again. All right. Fine. And also, don't forget, we love playing your voice notes on our podcasts. So if there's any feedback that you have that you'd love to share with the rest of our audience, maybe it's your um, favorite type of merch or what you consider the worst ride at Disneyland. Why don't you go ahead to our Instagram uh, which is Castle Crew Podcast, and send us a direct message as a voice note. And we'd yes. be happy to share that on the next episode. It'll be like you're here with us. Exactly. All right, Kaylee, this was fun. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye, friends. Bye.